I'm Cindy McKeever, and this is Unleashed, the Cindy McKeever Project. <laughs> Welcome to Helen Bradley laughing. <laughs> this is a permanent part of the creative process of Unleashed. <laughs> somewhere. We're using it to start with. This is how this podcast is starting. This is my interviewing of you now. It's perfect. Helen. Cindy. Helen. Cindy. We can do whatever we want. I think we are doing whatever we want. We are doing whatever we want. It's so true. It's like that Annie Lennox song and Aretha Franklin. Sisters are doing it for themselves. Standing on their own two feet and ringing on their own bells. I love it. These are our rules. It's my favorite part. This and this that is my favorite part of working with you. When we started this months and months ago, that whenever we would feel pressure about the endeavor, I would think like, look, this is a product of a creation of a creation of a multiple hearsay of a not a real thing. Whenever we put <laughs> pressure on ourselves and we have been working to not do that. It's so true. And I think the best part is whenever we feel like something isn't working, we don't give up. We just step back. Try to see what are we really doing? Why are we doing this? Is it fun? And do we like it? So that all feels really good. And that's groundbreaking for me as a human being because of all the working I've done in my whole life, I felt this pressure from an external authority or the internal voice that says you have to do it a certain way. And since the beginning, whenever I would feel stressed or you would feel stressed, what we would say to each other is the point of Unleashed is that we don't have to listen to that voice that makes us feel pressured and not enough. So we'd be better not to do it at all that day mm -hmm. or that week or that month or whatever it was than to do it because that's not the point of this. The point of this is not to create a perfect thing that people give accolades for and then a puff and fluff and blah, blah, blah. If that happens, I mean, we'll take them. Exactly. Right? Yeah. I mean, I'm, perfectly, <laughs> I'm perfectly happy to receive that. But if I do that for the point of my ego, if we do that for the point of the ego, then we've just lost the game that we got into this in the first place with. So that's been cool for me to see how much pressure I put on myself that I've blamed on someone outside of me. Yeah. Awesome. And also, I think how fast it moves when we release ourselves from whatever those fake made up but deafening and suffocating rules are right so those days and weeks and moments are all they still happen right I thought not weeks really but I still have days or moments where I think what am I going to do today why am I doing what I'm doing today but then I stop and I think about why and I think about how I want to feel and I can make a different choice and that's awesome and for me this project is symbolic of all of the different choices that I've made, really, in the last year. It's been a profound last year, I think, across the board Yes, for human beings. And if you haven't been partaking of massive transformation, take a big sip right now. <laughs> it's time. You might have been holding yourself back. Massive transformation, so much so that sometimes I can't even process it. I just know something's happening, and I'll just, like, sit on a couch and go, like, ugh. <laughs> This is a lot. doesn't have to mean anything, but it's a lot. And now we're in the time where we're getting ready to launch Unleashed. So this interview is happening right before the soft launch of Unleashed, just two days before. So we are working much more. And even that process 
I'm watching to make sure I'm not putting pressure on myself. Last night, instead of doing work when I got home from your house, I went to bed because I knew I needed sleep. Mm -hmm. This morning, I took care of myself and I did my breathing and yoga and meditation routine and had breakfast. This morning, something happened to you, too, <laughs> on the way to the office. You know what car trouble is like. And it wasn't even trouble. It was completely self-inflicted, end-controlled, accessorizing to my vehicle so I could pick up some furniture tomorrow. I added a hitch on the back of my car, which I've wanted to do for three years. And I made an appointment this morning at 830, and I got to your house, which is 20 minutes from my house, at 145. <laughs> totally okay so be it <laughs> yeah. so be it and when we accept that like what I then did when you weren't here I think I needed to do without you here like when we're not fighting what is when the obstacles that come our way don't bring us to our knees by the way I had no idea that mercury is in freaking retrograde right now and by the way if you listen to like the the short version of what Mercury in retrograde means, it means don't start a new project during retrograde. <laughs> but that's going to be a whole nother podcast. But I am still starting this process in retrograde. I am more, I can access the energy that made Mercury and say it's not going to affect me. So stay tuned for that future podcast. Yeah. And to go back to what we were just talking about, the coolest part of you doing what you needed to do and my not being here allowing you to do that last year that would have made me feel so bad even to hear you say that because my brain would have thought well she doesn't really need me I'm not really adding I still messed up by not being there but what I know today is that none of that is true even if there's still part of me that wishes I was here on time because that's probably never going to fully go away I know that everything is fine and we can still do amazing things today. And that gift part is part of what this whole unleashing project has been for me too. Like what freedom to just be me in all of the moments. That's it, Helen. The freedom to be yourself in all of the moments. The freedom to be me in all of the moments. This is about freedom, what real freedom is. Like even what this country is built on, what everyone wants is freedom to take away the shackles of rules but still want to do something. And that's what coming up to the soft launches. It's going to be on Bastille Day, French Independence mm -hmm. Day. Sorry if you don't like the French, but if you've never been to southern France, oh, my God. It's where you get to go, I think, when you get a lifetime off. You get to go to southern France. I mean, you can eat whatever you want, smoke whatever you want, drink whatever you want. You can make love till the cows come home. You can walk in your little village, and then you can go to a beautiful place, and you listen to music. I just think like, oh, you've had a couple tough lifetimes. You've been where and you've done what? All right, let's send her. Let's send him to the south of France. And I'll just say I've never been there, but I have had a baguette. And I feel like that is just proof of everything that you said. Exactly. <laughs> a little brie cheese on it. Yeah. And I think the French need some love right now because they're not exempt to the self-transformation process. And Paris is certainly going through a lot. And I don't know whether Southern France will always be the uh, incarnation holiday place. But I do really appreciate that sense of independence and freedom equaling the pleasure of creating and the pleasure of enjoying life. And that's what we're moving into as we are now working many hours a day to launch this soft launch this weekend. And I think what I've really been able to appreciate is how different that work feels and how good it feels 
because it feels so aligned with not just the work I want to do, but the life I want to create. And I think I've always said that, but I haven't really understood it. I've always said, I've always been able to feel something missing in what I do, but I haven't been able to articulate what that is, right? Like it's just felt a little off or I've let the stress win or I've let the anxiety win or the doubt, but I just didn't know I couldn't articulate what I wanted to feel and how I wanted to feel. So when I'm working at 1030 and texting you and it's just pure joy, I'm like, that's what I remember. And I've had it before, but knowing that I can create it again from the place I'm at now just feels so, the possibilities really do feel endless. And I think if I said that, Even six months ago, a year ago, I would have rolled my eyes at something so cliche. But that really is what life can be, and that's what I'm starting to get a taste of. And I think that's with the respect that you and I have for each other. Yeah. That feels so powerful in every level of our being, from being women, from being friends, from being colleagues, from being in, I'm doing air quotes, people, employer-employee relationship, (laughs) Um, healers. We're both healers. You're trained as a healer as well. We're both moms. You know, we both have relationships outside of this, family and friends. Um, we have issues, and we share that. <laughs> we do have issues. <laughs> Helen has been with me through some of the most painful experiences of my entire life. This year of Unleashed, it doesn't come without, like, human experience. I, I've actually, I've scratched my head a number of times Is how can it be that this is happening, that this excitement, that this natural flow to create something. I, When I'm in the natural flow of creating with Unleashed, I can tell you something, I'm still conscious, but it flows through me so easily that afterwards I think of like, was I working? Did I do something? <laughs> was that hard? How did that even come to be? I don't even remember conceiving of the name Unleashed. Like it was so in the natural flow. And so with you and I, though, during this process, many times, Helen, you would come and Something very painful would have happened, and one of the the biggest things was my brother Stephen's death. And so a lot of times when you would come, I mean, what little baby steps we could take, and your presence and your ability to be with me during that, I, I can't imagine this being what it is without your loving, huge, healing, incredible spirit and your encouragement. You have the archetype of the implementer, you told me when we first started working together. (laughs) You can take an idea and implement it. And I can generate ideas and work and you implement it. And those are equal. Like we're creating this together. And I'm so grateful for you in that process. And like the, the work that we've done together for Unleashed and before that, I mean, I think the, the culmination of this the soft launch, like it will be whatever it will be. And I know it will be great. (laughs) You know, it just feels like such a celebration of all of that, a celebration of our worth and our gratitude for each other and my just ability to recognize that I can sit here with you across from you and with you. Again, I said that twice on purpose, but like it just feels... It feels like we're birthing something new, which we are, but in ourselves too. And the ripple effects, how I can feel them in my life and in the other work that I do too. I mean, it's just, I'm so thankful for it. It's amazing. It's fun. 
it's cool. It's the coolest thing I've ever done. <laughs> I just love it. <laughs> and I love this laughter. I get to listen to this laughter <laughs> about all sorts of subjects. <laughs> Sometimes Helen will come in and I'll be like on the ground. My eyes will be swollen. I'll be so tired. Uh, sometimes I have the, I used to call it, um, I still call it that, but I don't have it nearly as much as I used to have it before, but just with some of the experiences this year, I call it the fuck me symphony. <laughs> I mean, when I talk about those voices that keep us small and dissatisfied, it's like that, that even that energy of like, fuck me, fuck me. What happened? What happened? How can this be? What did I do? Or whatever it might be when, when you're feeling so much pain. And to have you arrive and just say, okay, little girl, come upstairs. <laughs> I know you're more than this. I know you have in you incredible wisdom, incredible access to power and love and the greater. And your longing for service is so great. Go and do this. And I'd look at you like, you think? You think I could do it? <laughs> and I just knew that you could. And I was learning that I could. And that combination, and like I know in some, I keep thinking, it sounds like we're just having this love fest, but honestly, we are. And I think people need to hear it because you can find this, people, <laughs> people on the other side of this closet, on the other side of this microphone, like, it's possible. I didn't know what was possible for me when I decided I needed something different in my life. I didn't know what it would look like. I worked at a university for almost 10 years, and there was so much of it that I loved, relationships that are so meaningful to me, and I was scared to leave. And I have a toddler. I have a husband. We have a home that we rent, but is still a lot of money. <laughs> we have a car, all the things that everyone has. But I just knew it was time. And I'm so thankful for the opportunities that came to me after that. And this was a huge force in that, even when we just started, because it happened so soon. The idea, wherever it came from, neither of us are clear on how that happened, <laughs> but it was just, it gave me a purpose and it gave me a way to connect with you in a different way. And I had no idea how much I needed that at the time. I'm just going to take a deep breath, and everyone take a deep breath, too. I'm listening. <sighs> because, again, Unleashed is designed to pour inspiration into you. It, it's kind of terrifying to seemingly jump off the cliff of what you know into the unknown. It's terrifying to let go of all those things you think you should have had, where society thinks you should have, and do it the way things are normally done. But at this time in the planet, there's nothing normal anymore. And what was normal is probably now broken and destructive. So the only way through is through. There's this really great song by OAR, and it's called I Go Through. And it, the lines, some of the lines are like this. It's like, you break my legs, and then you tell me to walk. <laughs> you blind me, and then you ask me what I can see. Some people go over, some people go under, but I go through. And this is the age of the, the transformation, that the, the compassionate awakening takes transformation, not transcendence. And the difference is, transcendence is, is when you try to jump over something from A to Z, where it's like you can see where the outcome will be, and you'll just force yourself there. And I can tell you, you will get batted back. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. You're not staying at Park Place. Go back <laughs> to one of those light blue Baltic Avenue places. Or whatever that is. But you cannot do that. You can't sustain it. And you can't sustain relationship, 
with others, with your body, with health, with life, with love, unless you transform, which means you've got to take step by step through knowing what holds you back, being willing like that song from OAR to go through. I go through. And when you go through, you transform and you change the ground that you walk on. So you don't get batted back. You don't have to go back to start. And that's what I've discovered in this process with you. I've never created anything like this. I've created a lot of things. Mm -hmm. I've created homes and careers and family and all sorts of things, education and degrees. But this, taking this from I want to do something and what do I need? I need help. I need relationship. I need expertise. I don't have the expertise you have. I mean, just the computer issues alone, <laughs> Helen. Sweet Lord. That are different in this house than anywhere else. <laughs> Talk about that. Could you just please validate my lifetime experience with technology? It's so true. There are certain things that I think we've been able to learn and certain ways to use the computer and upload files and do all kinds of technical things. But there is an energy in this house that subverts the technological norm that I am used to. <laughs> but I was at your house last night and it happened too. That's you, you bring it with you. It travels with you. <laughs> yeah. So I read this thing in, a, in Spirituality and Health magazine, which is a crazy great magazine too, that when, when people have a lot of energy, if you don't know how to act, hone it or ground it, it can cause issues with technology. And one of their solutions was to clap around it. So if you... You see Helen and I, whenever it happens, I'm like, okay, clap. And then we're crapping, clapping, crapping, clapping like crazy people around it. It sometimes works. It sometimes yeah, doesn't sometimes, work. Yeah, a lot of times it doesn't. But I think it feels good <laughs> to clap for it because really that's a different choice and a transformation symbolic of the year, right? Because sometimes they don't work. Sometimes things don't work the way we expect and rely upon them on, right? Rely on them for. But Sometimes you can clap. Sometimes you can breathe. Sometimes you can step back and just be like, okay, what's next? Not, oh no, everything's wrong. And that's where we are. And that's what I've learned too. Like when I read that article, I used to then think badly of myself. Oh, I'm not grounded enough. That's why it happens. If I walk up to counters and things happen, I'm like, oh, don't take it so personally. First of all, I'm so much better. Technology is so much better that I'm consummating this kind of technology on my own is a testament to the miracles that are happening all over the world and are possible in my everyday life. And I just know I have an enormous amount of energy. Like part of that, I think, is yes, it needs to be shared. If I keep it for myself, it's it's going to involute. All that energy is just going to feed voices that keep me in pain, that keep me on a hamster wheel chasing things that aren't going to really satisfy me. So I don't, I'm not taking it in that linear good and bad, right and wrong thinking anymore. It's just like, it's a lot of energy and counterforce. You know, there's a quote that says something like spiritual workers are meant to encounter obstacles and obstacles are meant to be overcome. And I think it's that lightness with it, the energy of just handling that without taking it personally that you've helped me with. I also say, too, I, Helen has helped me with the most simple task. I mean, she's helped me create this website, which I wouldn't have any idea really how to do. But she's also helped me how to get Gmail on my <laughs> on my phone. And it's so wonderful, too, because I say to have someone at my age, to have someone younger, help me with technology without contempt. No, there's no contempt. And 
What's so cool about that too is that it gives me, I love doing it. Like that's just the joy that it brings me to be able to help you use the things that can make our lives better and reach more people and be in contact with not just our friends and family, but new people that, I mean, that's how I like to look at technology. That's what that is. That's what email is, right? It's a line to everyone else that we can't see or can see in some when we text each other from across the room. <laughs> but still, so much joy and also knowing that I can do those small things and also do so much more. But there's value in all of it. And that's great. I want to let you know what just happened right now. I had stopped the recording and I asked Helen to do something because I think it's time to complete this interview. And after I asked her this question or guided her in this way, I thought, this is what like everybody needs. And so we agree with that. So I'm going to now say again to Helen what I said to you. Close your eyes a minute. Open up yourself to know how much you matter on the planet. And this isn't a mind thing. You're just opening up your body just to receive. It's just present moment. Just whatever is in you is in you. Whatever you're feeling, you're feeling. And let yourself be aware of what your unique service is to humanity. What your flavor of awakening is. Imagine that the energy centers of your body, like the crown, the root, and all the heart centers, and all the energy centers of your body are open and pulsating light. But you're receiving. There's a series of wisdom that comes from the Pathwork organization. And the very first lecture in that series of like 278 or something like that, they ask a question is, What's your part in God's plan of salvation? And you can change that God to love's plan of salvation, whatever word works for you. But what's your part in that? So even in this moment, just breathe in. Like you have, we each have something uniquely special, distinct, meaningful to offer others at this time on the planet. What's yours? And so I'm going to ask now, Helen, Helen, what do you feel the impetus, the longing to share right now? What do you want to share of yourself? Yeah, it's it's such a big question, but it's also really not, right? I mean, it's powerful, but I think my brain wants to censor what I say because it sounds too, you know, a little too crazy or a little too big but really what came to me the second you asked me the question and then again when I was really feeling it was I really believe that part of the reason my soul is in my body right now is to see other people and to not lose myself in that which is something that this year has been huge for me being able to stay with myself and believe my strength and my ability to be present with myself while seeing other people and really seeing them, meeting them where they're at, talking to them, and fully being able to embrace 
whatever they need from me, not in a place of giving up my whole self for them or sacrificing what I need to, but in a way that I can really hear what they're trying to say. Because I think I've been in that place so often where I want to share something or I want to say something to someone and the other person I've chosen to say it to can't really hear. They're trying and there's so much value in any trying, in any presence. But I feel like a deep sense of being there and being still and present for someone else feels like a service that feels like my purpose to me. And that feels like something that just I'm I'm really just allowing to unleash I think that's why you are enjoying this process so much (laughs) because you're fulfilling your life purpose the way you've been with me seeing me as a person whole I don't know where that came from. That means it was right. <laughs> Seriously, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I love it. We're keeping it in. But to see me as a person, to know that I matter, like every human being matters. It's a universal truth that our personal happiness matters and serves the world. And the trick is to know what personal happiness really is. But to be seen and to see, to hear and be heard, to love and be loved, to know that we matter, that is what brings us home. That's what takes us from being alienated from our real self, alienated from the concept that there could be a loving greater within us and around us and brings us back into the creative potential of oneness. I I, I have been witnessing that in you all year (laughs) and I have grown from it. I've said this before, And I used to think like when people get up, you know, kids get up in graduation ceremony, I wouldn't be here if it weren't for my mom and dad. And it wouldn't be here if it weren't for this and that. And I used to say like, oh, Jesus, I'm tired of hearing that. And seriously, (laughs) but I had to put it in even in the little bio about you is that I literally wouldn't be here without you because I needed that reflection from another human being about Mm -hmm. how much I matter. Someone with your presence, your huge heart your huge capability, your huge willingness. And we all want to rise to that. Everyone in us, I didn't say that so good English. (laughs) Oh, and the recording over and over again that Helen has witnessed in this process. I mean, I was a communication major, double communication, speech and journalism, lawyer, trialer, and then I can't speak no good English over and over and over again. I'm not dubbing that out. (laughs) <laughs> but we're not, we're not splicing. We're going forward. But to know that I matter. And that you I do. And I just believe it. And I have questioned it in the past. You know, what What am I really doing? Should I have more boundaries? <laughs> am I learning anything? But the truth is, I don't want them. Like, I do, which doesn't mean that I don't want time for myself or alone time, or to not always talk about everything. But I I don't want to live in a way that isn't just full-hearted and fully exposed and fully in. I just want to be in. And I feel like I'm in. (laughs) That's beautiful. And that is like jumping into the abyss of living. It's like you take that risk and you jump off and you think you're going to just crash, but you float. 
And that's what we're doing right now. We're floating. And we're sharing that energy of floating with you. Like jump into your deepest dreams. Face your most terrifying fears. And keep going through and float. And not just float. Soar. Because <laughs> we're soaring right now. I'm having the experience of soaring as a human being in ways that my mind could have not possibly imagined because I, sh I needed to, I should have gotten these ducks in a row first before I could do this. That, in spiritual terms, is called bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> you must go forward when you feel it. Everything else is going to work out. So we're going to conclude today, and I, I pulled a quote for you. Oh, yes. And so I'm going to let you read it. And then once you read it, just share your immediate first impressions, whatever it is. Okay. <laughs> Trials, temptations, disappointments, all these are helps instead of hindrances if one uses them rightly. They not only test the fiber of a character but strengthen it. Every conquered temptation represents a new fund of moral energy. Every trial endured and weathered in the right spirit makes a soul nobler and stronger than it was before. James Buckham. The first thing I thought was that I don't know who that is. Do you know who that is? I looked him up because oh. I didn't know either. <laughs> He's an American author. He lived in the 1800s. I think he died in early 1900 something. Okay. Well, now we gave him some character. That's nice. And I mean, but honestly, this is everything that we were just talking about. And when you were talking about soaring, I thought... I was going to interject and say, but that doesn't mean you won't fly into some trees. I mean, there's still these moments, right, where we have to redirect or we question or we feel like we fall backwards. But the soaring is still there. And that's what gets easier and easier for me to remember every time I do something new. And every time we record a new podcast and every time I take a new photo and every time I get a chance to listen to myself and what I want to do. And I mean, it's it's not I think the other thing with this quote is that it doesn't disrespect what's come before because it's all gotten us here. And that feels great, too, because we don't need to feel bad about anything. We just don't. We choose to feel bad about things. And now we're learning about the choice point yeah to ha that we have a choice on how we interface with ourselves in life yeah and it doesn't mean to live with a lack of awareness because the awareness is growing that's the thing right I mean I'm more aware now of my actions and the consequences and what has been done in the past but I'm just so I'm so open to releasing what has held me back that's beautiful and I'm still working on it <laughs> Welcome, Earthling. <laughs> and I'm having a hot flash, so we're going to bring this to completion. We're sitting in this non-air-conditioned closet. I mean, we open the door, the cool air comes in. I'm going to have a studio someday, people, but like a real studio, but let's bring it to completion. So to bring it to completion, I'm going to ask you two questions, Helen. Okay. What is the hope for you personally, and what is the hope for the world? So it's going to sound like I have a giant ego. But we're the hope for the world. And I'm the hope for me personally. Because we are two ladies in a closet doing something that I truly believe matters. And I am one woman who comes here 
and who works and creates and believes and loves and I get to be a part of this and I get to be me and I get to move through the world that way and believing that I'm enough and that I get to do that and really acting on that that's the hope that's just all of what any of us have to do is be us and create from that place of really genuinely believing that we have something to add. Helen, thank you so much. And mostly I want to say thank you for willing to be with me. I think it's one of the, and I get a little teary, one of the greatest blessings, one of the greatest gifts of the planet is to find people that are willing to be with you, to accept you as you are, to willing to cry with you, argue with you, play with you, create with you, love with you, travel with you. And this experience for me is beyond words. I'm very grateful. Thank you. Thank you. And we're complete. And crying. <laughs> <laughs>